0: Welcome to the August 2022 update of Project Passive. My name's Mitchell Kuchonda. If you prefer to read as opposed to listen to this, feel free to head to my website, kdmhealth.com. That's K-D-M-H-E-A-L-T-H dot C-O-M. There you can click on the Project Passive link and read the diary in its entirety in your own time. I also house all links I refer to on this podcast on my website as well. Furthermore, absolutely none of what I'm referring to is financial advice. It's far from it. Things like hindsight bias, home country bias, anchoring, confirmation bias, loss aversion, etc. can all creep in at times. Few human beings are immune. I'm simply sharing my thoughts and actions to keep myself accountable in real time on this journey. So let's get into it. The quote for August 22 is from the great Saguru, and I quote, To build great nations, we need well-nourished, healthy, agile human beings. End quote. Tuesday, the 2nd of August. The Reserve Bank upped interest rates again by half a percent today, taking the cash rate to 1.85%. Property is a religion here in Australia, and why not? It's a beautiful part of the world to have a beautiful property. As interest rates start to rise, there's rumblings of the stupid prices paid recently toning back a little. Perhaps a revision to the mean in action. As always, time will tell. Thursday, the 4th of August. As I get older, the more I value leveraged and passive income compared to the earned income I generate. I think most people feel this way, as their human capital decreases, their financial capital compounds, which brings me to market valuations. As the tax burden on society grows, the dollars I generate via leveraged and passive means are of greater value to me than the dollars I trade my time for. To put it another way, and these aren't exact ratios, they're just the numbers I came up with to give an example, The $0.50 I receive passively and the $0.75 I receive from leveraged income probably outweighs the dollar I receive swapping my time for money as a coach. And in saying that, I love my work as a physical preparation coach. Now, if other people feel this way, it only makes sense, sense asset values will increase as the population ages and the proportion of older people in society grows, which is exactly what's happening. Add to this the government finding new ways to tax us, both directly and indirectly, and the value of leveraged and passive income sources increases significantly for me as time marches on. Friday, the 5th of August. The Department of Home Affairs released data that 42,700 international students applied for visas to study here in Australia in June 2022. This is the largest number of offshore applicants received in a single month in the last 10 years. So the bounce forward from border shutdowns is well and truly underway here. In other data, the Australian Bureau of Statistics shared that mortgage commitments dropped by 4.5% in June on the back of the first two interest rate rises. This is the biggest drop seen since May 2020, which was the peak virus fear. It'll be interesting to see the impact that the subsequent interest rate rises and future interest rate rises have on mortgage commitments. In, re- in relation to inflation, Elon Musk recently tweeted that he reckons inflation has peaked and he'd have a good overview of inflation with his role at Tesla and the global manufacturing and sourcing of parts and materials and so on, not to mention his role with SpaceX, Starlink and so on. Now this is interesting. I found a fantastic video on Twitter of Australian teenagers in the 1960s being asked about their f- the future and what life will be like in the year 2000. They had large concerns about the future, which is ironically similar to most people today. Matt Ridley wrote a fantastic book called The Rational Optimist. It's focused on how prosperity evolves over time. Now, being pessimistic about the future is so easy because it's unknown and most people fear what they don't know and don't understand. I'd much rather have a toothache today than 50 years ago. I'm happy we've got access to the internet despite all the drawbacks of it as well. I appreciate all the technological advancements we've had to date. And I prefer a machine washes my clothes than me having to hand wash them myself, as an example. Great things compound slowly with such little attention, while tragic and negative things get all the attention simply because bad news sells. If it bleeds, it leads. And Morgan Housel has got a fantastic quote. Lots of overnight tragedies and no overnight miracles. So the headlines are usually bad, even if the slow compounding of good news wins over time, end quote. He is spot on. I re- recommend reading or listening to The Rational Optimist. It has views and perspectives I'm sure most will find incredibly valuable. Finally, I feel a huge reason for the pessimism, negativity, depression and fear many people suffer results from a lack of personal discipline. There's a huge difference between the use and abuse of technology, of alcohol, of junk food, of social media and the like. We have more data, information, knowledge and wisdom on health and well-being than at any point in history, yet diseases of abundance continue to reign. While the majority of this is simple to solve, it's certainly not easy. It requires daily discipline and personal responsibility in what we consume – and when I say consume, I mean eat, read and listen to – in what we do and who we're around because we're all products of our environment. If you've not listened to the song, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen, take the seven minutes and give it a listen. It's full of wisdom. And if you're still not sure after listening, read the YouTube comments under the video. You won't regret it. And I've got a link to the song on the website. Monday, the 8th of August. I learned something valuable recently. When looking at long-term graphs of share market returns, back in the day, companies paid out more in dividends as a percentage, plus they didn't do share buybacks or retain earnings as much as they do today. Hence, in more recent decades many people say oh, we've got this bubble but we've on top of that we've also got more net asset value sitting in shares reflected in as higher share prices due to the lowering of dividend payout as a percentage and more share buybacks and retained earnings so to put it simply back in the day companies would return more value to shareholders in terms of actual cash dividends, whereas today they're more likely to give a smaller amount in terms of dividends and retain more um, and that by retaining more value in the company that's reflected in higher share prices. So it's something to keep in mind when people talk about bubbles. Wednesday the 10th of August, Australia's biggest company the CBA reported strong earnings today rewarding shareholders with increase in dividends. Monday, the 15th of August, JB Hi-Fi reported record sales and earnings for 2022, increasing its end-of-year dividend by 43% and its total dividends for the year up just over 10%. This action is before the recent interest rate rises, though, so it'll be interesting this time next year to see if the RBA's actions have tightened household spending. Now, I'm using JB Hi-Fi as a proxy or one of the proxies for household spending and consumer confidence as most of what they sell is a want as opposed to a need, which in itself may or may not be valid, so you've got to keep that in mind. Also, one of my favourite listed investment companies uh, increased its final dividend by 21% today as well. Tuesday, the 16th of August. Last month, my mate Matt suggested I share some old media headlines to provide some perspective in relation to current events in the share market. I probably bit off more than I can chew in hindsight. There are so many headlines from the Great Depression in the 1930s to the oil crisis in the 1970s to the 87 crash, the financial, the Asian financial crisis of the 1990s, the dot com crash in the early 2000s, the GFC, and I've shared COVID crash headlines in earlier entries of Project Passive here. So instead, I've done something a little different. Here goes. And I here's a head, these, these are headlines selling swamps stock market. 29th of October, 1929. Prices again collapse on stock market. 29th of October, 1929. Market loss reaches new level. 29th of October, 1929. Mounting fears shake world markets as bank giants rush to raise capital. Wall Street Journal, 18th of September, 2008. Panic grips credit market. The Financial Times, 18th of September, 2008. A new phase of financial crisis as investors run to safety. New York Times, 18th of September, 2008. There are many more headlines, many more. These headlines from major media outlets all on the same day speak volumes. Everyone was saying the same thing on the same day. It's always been that way and will always be that way. That said, after day comes night. I promise you that's not going to change. History over the last 6,000 years reads like this. Opportunity mixed with difficulty. Now, sometimes there's more difficulty than opportunity and other times there's more opportunity than difficulty, but the mix is about the same. It's not the direction of the wind that matters. It's a set of the sail. We've all got to learn to set a better sail this year than last year. So the next five years can be drastically different to the last five years. And who can do that? Anybody. Now, that was all Jim Rowan philosophy that I just hit you with. So if you've enjoyed it, Look him up on YouTube, he's got some great stuff. Thursday the 18th of August A couple more of my favourite listed investment companies announced their full year results this week, both with pay rises, which are increased dividends, which which is always nice. The earnings season overall for Aussie companies thus far has been solid. Having said that, the extent of inflation and interest rate rises hasn't been felt by companies yet. We'll know more when they report their half-year earnings in February 2023 and their full-year earnings this time next year. Friday, the 19th of August. USANA's 30th Annual International Convention is on right now. Three days of education and celebration in Salt Lake City, Utah, with 5,000 attendees and over 50,000 people watching online. Aptly, the theme this year is Start Something. Start something exciting, impactful, healthy, helpful, fun, challenging, sporty, anything, even if it's not USANA related, start something. It's a great message. I was asked today if USANA has peaked as a company, are its best days behind it? I've thought about this from time to time, and although I'm biased with a vested interest having worked partnering with a company, I could easily change that if I thought it was a sinking ship. Building business the old way, I do think that way of business operation has peaked, particularly in Western markets. Outside of that, my view is the future is bright as things have changed in the world, which makes USANA and the business model more relevant to me at least. And here's a short list. In a world where you're not allowed to participate in parts of society, example, travel, go to coffee shops, restaurants, work at a company to generate income if you're not vaccinated or boosted, etc. For me, USANA's opportunity is where you can build some autonomy. No one tells you what to do or what not to do you can potentially generate leveraged weekly income without having to conform or comply while retaining autonomy of choice which is incredibly important to me i have no problem with other people running out following government recommendations i have a huge problem being coerced and manipulated into a narrative that is not and was not factual secondly being able to do something online from home in your own time is important these days third We used to get together and do trainings in person on top of the online training and weekly Zoom and Skype sessions we've done over the years. Now we don't. Instead, we get together, socialise and have fun. Breakfast at the beach or up in the mountains, play tennis, go hiking, go camping, people bring their kids. It's fun while building trust and a strong community of good people is one of the greatest assets anyone can have. Fourthly, in my experience, no one's life gets worse working with USANA. We use the products, focus on our health, be part of a great community, think independently, learn critical skills, and potentially generate leveraged weekly income if you put in the work. The friendship and relationships that have developed over the years because of USANA are a testimony to this. Fifth, technology has improved so much that in the past, people who might now drive Uber or operate Airbnb or have a blog, for example, might have joined USANA years ago. So people have more options these days, which is a good thing. That said, USANA's new affiliate program coming in November cuts through a lot of the old school friction points like business centers, placing people left and right side and the like. Soon we'll have none of that. It's just you share products and sell products and you get paid, it's as simple as that. The affiliate program is fantastic for the social media world we live in and for people who build their brands and tribes can connect an incredible company that does great things long term. Now, This one might seem a little bit out there, but the deep fake is a reality we're all going to have to face. Personally, I'm putting plans in place to protect myself from this as much as I can. This starts with investing time in relationships with good people and building an airtight community where trust and honour is valued above all. I might sound a little extreme, but to use an analogy, better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Seventh, when it comes to your health and wealth, no one is coming to save you. The helicopter money from the government during the pandemic was a short-term high. However, I feel it's only made people more dependent on the government as a whole. This is not a good thing at all. When it comes to wealth, yes, we can also marry it or inherit it, but that's a fragile plan in most cases. Creating it ourselves, not for the wealth, but for the person we have to become to create it, is a real gift, as Jim Rohn said. Similar to becoming a legit black belt in a legitimate martial art, you don't do it for the belt, you do it for the skills you acquire and the person you have to become to acquire those skills. I'm raving on, I know. These are some of the reasons a connection with USANA is an asset moving forward, and if you'd like to try the products yourself, go to the shop link at kdmhealth.com or check out mitchell.usana.com. Saturday, the 20th of August. I've decided to add a physical preparation component to my podcast. At the moment, there's a few articles that I've written over the years with me reading them. The more I think about it, the more I'll likely just, I'll, I'll just dump whatever I'm doing onto the podcast. I'm also giving thought to a project leverage component as well. After 18 years of rock-solid consistency in USANA, I've experienced and learnt a lot. Plus, I'm still on the journey to improve and serve people. What do you reckon? That would make it physical preparation, project leverage and project passive, and maybe some interviews at some point too. Previously, I was hesitant to combine these things publicly, despite doing exactly that for close to 20 years privately. Today, I'm thinking that combining them is the way to go. A document don't create type philosophy. Friday, the 26th of August. Home building company Oracle went into liquidation, costing hundreds of tradies' income, leaving around 300 unfinished homes and owing $14 million here in Australia. Inflation of materials is insane at the moment, and supply chain issues are making it difficult to price builds, I'm told. A client recently built a shed. He was told if he ordered the shed and materials before a certain date, after that date, the cost would jump 18% for the materials. Then, the guy who built his shed said he's got a waiting list of 500 sheds to be built in Brisbane alone. Now imagine that in terms of house building. A friend was telling me about her grandfather. This is in terms of uh, long-term habits. This is a really interesting story. So a friend was telling me about her grandfather. He's 93, in good mental health, but is looking to move to a retirement village with his wife. When it comes to cleaning out his house and garage, he was saying, I don't want to throw this piece of hose out. I might be able to use it at some point. And these old cloths still have some life in them. He's a great example of a Depression-era baby. Born in 1929, the year of the Great Depression kicked off, his parents would have been incredibly resourceful and it clearly rubbed off on him. He's done incredibly well financially, so it's easy to think, just throw it all out and buy it if you need it. You're 93. He definitely has a means to do that, but old habits die hard. I'm guessing the experiences he had growing up will never leave him, no matter how much wealth he's created. I think it was Morgan Housel who shared a fantastic graph in The Psychology of Money on the asset allocation of people born in different generations. For all our perceived independent thinking, it's humbling to realise the decade we were born in influences our asset asset allocation more than we realise. Now, in the vein of living a long, healthy life, Dr. Andrew Huberman released a fantastic podcast on alcohol and your health. If you've been a casual drinker and value your health, this episode might be a tough one to swallow. You can check it out here, and there's a link to it in the YouTube comments. And reading the YouTube comments of that episode is absolutely worth it. You won't regret it. Monday, the 29th of August, the US market had a 3.5% pullback on Friday after Fed Chair Jerome Powell said interest rates will rise and remain high for as long as necessary to curb inflation. This resulted in some red here in the Australian markets today. It's important to remember, though, just how off-track central banks have been recently. In the US, they said inflation was transitory for the longest time, while here in Australia, the Reserve Bank said interest rates would not rise until 2024. And we all know what's happened. Now, hearing Powell say this, I'm wondering if the opposite will happen. On the topic of central banks and governments encroaching our lives, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast had an interview with Alex Berenson, which is phenomenal. And I've put a link here to it that you can listen to on Spotify. It appears the coercion and manipulation the public was sold during the pandemic is starting to be questioned, which is a great thing. So that wraps up August's update. I look forward to updating you in September. Have a fantastic month. Thanks for listening.